Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. On the line is Radio.com Sports MLB insider John Heyman, who's got a great podcast with Josh Lewin. Big-time baseball podcast on Radio.com. You could get it at the Radio.com app, Radio.com, or anywhere you get your podcast. As always, insider calls are brought to you by Indeed. Post a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. John, thanks for joining us. Obviously, we're going to lead off with where the Phillies are going in their managerial search. What are you hearing? Who have they interviewed, and who are they going to interview? Well, we know they're going to interview uh, some veteran, very veteran managers who've had success in the past. Uh, Joe Girardi, Buck Showalter, and Dusty Baker all on the docket to be interviewed. Uh, Baker will be Wednesday, and the other two have interviewed, as far as I'm uh, aware. Uh, you know, they, between the three of them, they've got uh, a half a century of uh, managerial experience with Showalter and Baker. Uh, 20 years plus apiece, and uh, Girardi with 11 years between New- 10 in New York and one in Miami. All uh, very successful, all very proven, and uh, it appears they're going in that direction. They, they certainly may interview others, but uh, it'll be a surprise if they don't uh, hire one of those three gentlemen. Any word on how the Girardi and Showalter interviews went earlier this week? Uh, you know what? <laughs> it's, uh, it's rare that you ask in Somebody uh, reveals it didn't go well, so I usually don't even ask. Uh, I'm assuming they all went fine. They're all very experienced guys, including Baker as well, and uh, you'd expect them to show their best. Uh, they're all very different guys, though. So, uh, you know, Philadelphia, uh, the Philadelphia front office is going to have to decide uh, which route they go. Obviously, Dusty Baker, uh, a very uh, interesting, uh, fun-loving uh, guy who's got a reputation for. Uh, getting the best out of his players. You've got uh, Buck Showalter, who's uh, really helped build a few organizations and has succeeded uh, everywhere he's been, uh, although he hasn't won a World Series. And, uh, of course, Joe Girardi, who had a very sterling record with the Yankees for 10 years after winning the manager of the year in his only year with the Marlins. So uh, they all bring obvious pluses. Now, of course, if you've got a long track record, as the three do, there's you're going to find people who are going to say negative things about all three of them. And uh, I think the Philly front office and the owner, John Middleton, who's obviously very involved, are all going to have to uh, weigh all the pluses and minuses and figure out which way to go. They're wasting no time after relieving Gabe Kapler of his managerial duties uh, of interviewing experienced guys. Uh, what do you think about in terms of them going that route of immediately talking to guys who have done the job before? And do you anticipate, after they speak to Dusty Baker today, do you anticipate them maybe going in, in terms of, or at least checking in, on other first-time managerial candidates, like maybe a, a Raul Abanez or somebody else out there in baseball that hasn't been a manager yet but has been in a major league dugout in recent modern times? Yeah, I think Raul Abanez is going to be a good candidate somewhere. certainly has a connection to Philadelphia, well-respected uh, everywhere he has been. Uh, I'm not sure at this point whether he uh, wants to dive in and become a manager. I know he has a son playing at Florida International, just starting up there, and uh, 
he lives in Miami. So I, I'm not sure that he's going to uh, want to be a manager, but he will be someday. I, I think it's understandable and proper for Philadelphia to, to look at the experienced guys. Uh, Gabe Kapler uh, was not experienced as a manager. They brought him in, and uh, obviously there were some pluses, the minuses. Uh, ultimately, uh, the team did not accomplish what it it needed to do, and uh, particularly after acquiring five All-Stars in the winter. Now, you could say there were certainly some injuries, seven in the uh, bullpen, and plus Arietta, plus McCutcheon, certainly big losses, but uh, uh, the team faded down the stretch uh, two years in a row and ultimately finished 500 or about or slightly under both years that he was there. And, uh, you know, I think uh, ultimately when that happens, and it's is not a successful tenure, no matter how long. Oftentimes, the team will then go to the opposite. That Gabe Kapler was not experienced. He's getting going to get opportunities in uh, to interview in San Francisco and the Cubs, and ultimately uh, has a good chance to become a good major league manager. Uh, oftentimes, uh, the team will then go the experienced route. So it's not a shocker that they're looking at uh, a trio of very experienced men. Uh, to manage the team, and uh, as I said, I'd be surprised if they didn't hire one of those three, and I'd be extremely surprised if they went uh, the route of the inexperienced again. I think uh, I think uh, Philadelphia is a tough town; it's a big city, and uh, experience probably makes sense anyway. But uh, oftentimes, teams will go the opposite when a tenure doesn't work. If they had experience, they go inexperienced. If they had experience, then they go experienced. Well, John, you know, Philadelphia right now is learning a lot about the Phillies front office, especially after that press conference on Friday, which people are still talking about on this day, Wednesday, several days after, because it gained such attention with the way it was handled and the way it was done. Uh, A lot of people in this town are starting to have doubts about the Phillies front office, even if they didn't have doubts before. Even if they did have doubts before, they're having more and more doubts, and they're starting to have doubts about John Middleton. How's the Phillies front office viewed across baseball? Because fans were really alarmed by that presser last Friday. Yeah, I mean, obviously they have an owner who's involved. That could be good or not so good. He obviously cares. Uh, He obviously was willing to spend. He wants to win, so... I think all of those things are a positive. Now, obviously, he uh, doesn't know baseball as well as the general manager or the president, baseball president of the team. And uh, Andy McPhail, quite experienced. Matt Klintak, uh I think, uh, is a very smart uh, young man. Uh, and uh, I think they were at odds here. And that's probably why the press conference came off the way it did. Uh, this was John Middleton's call. And... Uh, you know, like it or not, he is the owner of the team, and it's his decision. Uh, I don't think it was a shocking call. Uh, we saw that Charlie Manuel came in to be the hitting coach uh, when Middleton started to lose faith in the analytics system. And um, so it wasn't a surprise, and the team faded. And uh, I think Middleton is a guy who seems to take polls, not only in his front office, but among the players and among fans. And I think the fan polls that showed it running something like the ones I saw, 80-20 against, I think they probably factored in. So, uh, you know, it's a little bit unusual, but not completely. Obviously, George Steinbrenner was uh, very involved with the Yankees, and there are other owners that have been involved uh, with the team. And as I said, that could be a, a plus or a minus. Um, yeah, I understand that the press conference isn't going to be perfect when you've got a general manager who doesn't really agree and a 
We're not sure. I don't think Andy McPhail necessarily was ready to pull the plug either. So uh, not shocking that it didn't come off um, perfectly, uh, shall we say. And um, I, I think the one thing they didn't really point out, is, I think, was the key to the Kapler, uh, and I may, you could correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, regime is that the players did not play up to their potential or expectations. You know, obviously strategy, analytics, all that's a big part of it. But I think the most important thing uh, for a manager is to get the players to play to their ability. And you can say all you want about Dave Roberts or Dusty Baker and their strategies at times. But, uh, boy, they get the players to play to their ability. Uh, You know, every rookie that came up for Dave Roberts performed to expectation. Uh, That's Dusty Baker's reputation. reputation as well he gets the players to play and won 90 plus games twice for the nationals and he was let go after that so uh not shocking that kapler was let go after winning playing about 500 ball two years in a row uh it's a tough business and the players did not perform to their ability i think i think that is the main issue there and i think they at this point they need someone who's going to do that i I hope they understand that that was really not enunciated at the press conference but as i said when you have uh, conflicting opinions, it makes for a difficult press conference. You're right. Uh, players, certainly a lot of key players like Reese Hoskins, they, he regressed significantly under Gabe Kapler. You're right. A lot of players did not get better. A lot of the starting pitchers did not get better. And the rotation was something that Matt Klintak and the Phillies were hoping would improve. You know, behind Aaron Nola and Jake Arrieta, those three guys, Vince Velasquez, Nick Pavetta, and Zach Eflin, were hoping they improved. And you're right, overall, there was a lot of regression with the Phillies this season. And that is probably a reason why, in part, that Gabe Kapler was let go, even though it wasn't really highlighted at the press conference. Uh, following up, John, on the Phillies front office dynamic, when, 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 Sides don't agree. When Matt Klintak and Andy McPhail probably don't agree with John Middleton, that can't be a good thing. I mean, especially going forward and, and with, John, with John Middleton expecting to compete next season and expecting to make the playoffs next season, and, and that clearly not being Gabe Kapler, them clearing, clearly not agreeing on Gabe Kapler, that can't be a good thing. Um, how do you view the dynamic of the Phillies front office right now? Yeah, you know what? I'm going to disagree with that a little bit. I, I think that happens in every uh, situation with a baseball team. There's, there aren't really situations where everybody agrees, and certainly not on everything. And in this case, uh, the difference is it came out. It's an open book. They were honest about it. They didn't give the old, uh, we, we came to a collaborative decision, as many teams do. Uh, I'm not going to name names, but there were teams this this year that where the ownership made the decision and uh, everybody pretended they were all on board for it. And I don't know that that's a great thing. Maybe that looks good publicly, but uh, I just think that's quite common, where uh, if it's a close call or a relatively close call, there will be situations where uh, somebody in the front office is going to want to do something different than the owner. Uh, in this case, they were honest about it, and um, you know, I give them, I give them credit for that. I, I don't see any problem with that. You know, look, look, George Steinbrenner didn't always agree with his uh, people, and uh, it worked out pretty well at times. It looked it looked crazy at times, but at other times they ended up winning the World Series. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think that uh, honesty is fine. I, as I said, the one thing I didn't think of that press conference uh, was, was correct was nobody pointed out, and, uh, you know, obviously maybe the GM and the 
baseball president, Clintech and McPhail, were on uh, the side of Kapler and wanted him to say maybe they weren't going to point out something negative. But I don't know. Middleton talked to a lot of people. I think he should know by now that the, the main failing was the fact that the players did not play to potential or expectation on average. I think if you look up and down that roster, uh, Bryce Harper played to expectations. Now, you can nitpick at his batting average and his strikeouts. And that, that's Bryce Harper. He had a lot of home runs. He walked a lot. He made spectacular plays in the field. He brought attention to the team. That's what they paid for. JT Real Muto, very good all-around catcher, can run, can throw, does a lot of things that catchers don't do, very good hitter. He did what he's expected to do. You can name those two guys as guys who play to their expectations, but as you said, there were other prominent players on that team that did not do that. Now, maybe their pitching just isn't as good as they'd hoped because they were not proven pitchers, and you know maybe it wasn't the manager's fault, but you have a whole team of um you know, 40 or 50 guys who played through the year, and you can only name two that really played to expectations. To me, that's the major failing of the regime that uh, is now no longer there. And and with Gabe Kapler no longer being there, he is connected, as you mentioned, to those Cubs and Giants openings. He has he has connections in the past with the guys hiring in those Cubs and Giants openings. Do you anticipate him getting one of those jobs? You know, I don't think he has a, a good chance at the Cubs job. I could be proven wrong, but I think uh, David Ross is the one who has the most connection there and seems to have the most familiarity with uh, uh, the guys in charge there, Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer. So I think they have a, a favorite there in Chicago. And if it's not him, uh, I think one of the other in-house guys, Mark Loretta, uh, is likely to get it. And if not them, it'd probably be Joe Girardi, who's obviously a candidate in Philadelphia and New York. Uh, uh, so I, I don't think he can get the, I don't think he's likely to get the Cubs job. He's got a shot at the Giants job, Barhan Zaidi. Uh, baseball president gave him a huge recommendation uh, when uh, Kappa was trying to get the Phillies job. He, he obviously admires him quite a bit. And uh, now that he has experience, that may be a plus, even though people in Philadelphia may not see that experience as that, as that successful, and, and rightfully so. Uh, I think the fact that he managed for two years uh, might give him a little bit of a leg up in San Francisco. I, I still hear that Mark Kotze has a good shot at that job, and it seems like they're interviewing 10 or 12 people, so it's less predictable than some of the others where we think we know who's likely to get maybe Kansas City, Matheny, Angels, Madden, Cubs, Ross, San Francisco is a little more wide open, but Kapler, I would say, has a shot there, maybe not the favorite, but one of the favorites. And and John, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about the team, uh, one of the teams that is that is still playing right now, and that's the Washington Nationals. Uh, qu- quite ironic that that Bryce Harper leaves Washington for more money in Philadelphia. Everybody thinks, including myself, that the Phillies were going to be the National League East champs. That that the, the, the Nationals were going to be a team of the past, even though they did improve with Patrick Corbin and and in other areas. But the Nationals from going. From being 12 games under 500 in May, rallied, and now they're going to play in the World Series next week. What did the Nationals teach us this season? <laughs> uh, well, obviously, we know. Nobody had to teach us. One player does not make a team. He's obviously an excellent player. He was an MVP there. Uh, you know, he had some ups and downs, but was generally uh, a great or near great player there, which enabled him to get that huge contract in Philadelphia. Uh, look, Mike Trout's the best player in baseball. Um, I don't. I think he's never won a playoff game even. So 
you know, one player doesn't do it. I think it's the collection of players. I'm not advocating don't sign great players, don't do free agency, because the Nationals obviously did that. Uh, they're routinely over the luxury tax threshold. Uh, they signed Corbin for big bucks. They uh, obviously signed Scherzer as a free agent previously for big bucks. They've been very good at free agency. Not, not many teams have been as good as they have been at free agency. Most teams have hits and misses. Uh, they have mostly hits. They have spent, obviously, a lot of money. Uh, it is a little bit, uh, uh, shall we say, uh, odd that uh, they got to the playoffs four previous times and were favorites in all those uh, series and lost. And here they were an underdog, the Dodgers, and beat them. I think they caught a team that's not as good as them. Uh, the Nets are better than St. Louis, and uh, it came together for them. And uh, congratulations to the Nets. They did a fantastic job. They have great starting pitching. Uh, they seem to have discovered two or three pieces in the bullpen, which may be enough in the playoffs. You don't use all of your pitchers in in the playoffs if you have good starters that can last more than five innings. And uh, they obviously have a great 3-4 with Rendon and Soto, uh, even without Harper there. Um, you know, I don't think it's any great reflection on Harper one way or the other. I mean, uh, it, it was understandable. They had young outfielders Soto and Robles coming. I think they will try harder to keep Rendon. They don't have a third base solution uh, without Rendon. And, uh, you know, I think they have a chance to keep him, even though he's a free agent. And, uh, you know, as I said, but one player does not make a team. That's all that says. Well, it should be a very intriguing matchup in the World Series, regardless of whether they face the Astros or the Yankees. That was Radio.com Sports MLB insider John Heyman. Insider calls are brought to you by Indeed. Post a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. You can hear John's podcast, the Big Time Baseball Podcast with Josh Lewin at Radio.com. They get great guests. They recently had Matt Klintak on, on, one of the many places that Klintak voiced his backing for Kapler. Obviously, that did not save Kapler's job. But, John, thank you for joining us here at KYW News Radio. And look forward to talking to you in the future. Okay, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 